to another episode of Rant Not Over. I am joined by a returning guest, um, long-term friend, social media expert, I would say, creative marketing specialist, um, community builder, badass, not to be fucked with, <laughs> Elena Kachan. Welcome I'm, back. I'm here and I am back. I'm What's back. up? Thank you for that intro. Absolutely. That was amazing. I would say welcome back. I feel like I'm in your apartment, so I feel like you're welcoming <laughs> me, but also just thank you for having me, but thank you for being back on the show. Yeah, of course. And we made dinner, we have wine, we have like a video camera yeah. set up. Like, honestly, we're taking it to the next level. We've upgraded. We've upgraded. <laughs> I love this because you were back on, I forgot to look, but I think in 2021, it was sometime last year, um, and we touched on, it was about pivoting. So basically about like career, relationships, just like if something's not working for you, pivoting and how life is just a bunch of adjusting and pivoting in general. Um, and so I figured it'd be great to kind of come back full circle. A lot of life changes have happened since then. You've grown a lot, um, through, you know, personal work and just kind of inevitably just going through some shit <laughs> yeah. in this life. But I will say just a preface that like, you know, we have a six year age gap. Um, you just hit your dirty 30. So congrats. Okay. Cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, cheers to dirty 30. Um, but I do think that, you know, the decisions that you would have made and your perspective on things from when you were 24 versus now are very different. Fair. And so since I'm in the midst of like early 20s and a lot of, you know, things that you've already gone through and had revelations about, I appreciate your um, value that you can add to this. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for coming back on and, you know, just kind of updating us on what you've been through, what you've learned from, and um, how speaking up and advocating for yourself can make all the difference in love and in life. Yeah, when you sent me this topic, I was super excited to talk about it because I feel like since we last talked, I've been through a lot, mm -hmm. and I was just thinking about pivoting, and that was very much in COVID times yeah. where everybody was like having to transition from work in the office to work at home, like just everything was different, so... I feel like now I'm coming in from a perspective of, like, everything is different again. Right. Um, but in a good way. Um, I definitely have been through some shit these past few years. So, thinking back on 2021, where I was at, what my headspace was, I was in a relationship, I had a, an amazing job, I was, despite COVID, mm -hmm. really happy with life. Right. And went through like a complete 180 between then and now. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, depending on where you want to start, we could get into it. I feel like I have a lot of experience on this topic. You do. I'm excited. So I will start with like this overarching question of, I think a lot of this boils down to communication and we kind of talked before and you would say you're a good communicator, but just speaking versus speaking up and like speaking, you know, for yourself, basically advocating for yourself looks a lot different. Um, and so just to kind of like start it off this way, do you think that it is something that you kind of grow into inevitably as you age? Is it something you have to like make a conscious effort to get better at? You know, like what does that look like and kind of how did that kick off for you as far as speaking up for yourself? I think you definitely get better with age because I think when you're young, you're not really sure what you want. At least I wasn't. And I was a good communicator. I could speak clearly, but like speaking up wasn't... Um, it didn't come natural to me, and I always, we, I think we talked about this last time, but, like, always wanting to be the cool, chill girl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, let the, yeah. let the cool, chill girl die, because I think the cool, chill girl suffers, because she doesn't say anything, yeah. and 
I think I learned some valuable lessons by not saying anything that I wasn't really getting what I needed and what I wanted. Mm -hmm. And if I was being real with myself, that probably caused a lot more hurt than just saying something and getting the answer that you needed, whether it was the answer that you wanted it was just the oh. truth. <laughs> yeah. I think we don't speak up because we want to avoid getting an answer we don't want to hear. For sure. And so I think as we get older, it gets a little easier. You mm-hmm. become more confident with yourself. You start to like understand how you show up in the world and how you're able to advocate for yourself. And first and foremost, I think that comes with like having a good circle of people because I don't think I would be as confident if I didn't have people that believed in me from like almost a professional level at first, uh, to kind of give me that confidence and that, um, assuredness when I walked into a room that like, I'm here for a reason and I am absolutely the person that can make this decision. And I, can direct us in terms of where we want to go. I think you just don't have that until you get someone who believes in you (laughs) to kind of pour back into you. So that's where I I think it started for me is like when I started to grow into my professional career, I was like, okay, I actually kind of know what I'm talking about. And that comes with training that comes with people who believe in you. And that comes with like really receptive leaders and people who empower you to like be the best you can. Um, And then from there, it just kind of flowed into my personal life. And I started to feel more sure about what I needed and what I wanted. And it got a lot easier, I will say. So as far as your career is concerned, just let to touch on that for a second. Um, obviously having someone in your corner who was kind of like boosting you, basically. Like you earned your spot. You deserve to be where you want to be. It's almost like you have imposter syndrome in the beginning. Like, you know, do I deserve to be here? Yeah. Like, am I asking for too much? So it's all this kind of like, it eventually is you're building up your confidence, right? So someone's doing it for you and then you're kind of faking it until you make it essentially but what kind of um would you say is that first jump that you took in your career where you were like oh asking for what I want speaking up actually can provide what I'm looking for yeah I think it was getting the reps first and foremost and I think we might have touched on it but I can't remember I think when I first got my last job I was so nervous and excited and I was like, how could they have picked me? Like, I didn't really have the right experience, but I think they could tell by my attitude and the way I interviewed and carried myself. I came in with a presentation and I really pretended like I knew what the hell I was talking about. Mm -hmm. And I was up against um, 200 other people who had applied to the job. So once I got chosen, it was kind of like, okay, I'm here for real, and they picked me for a reason, and I have something to bring to the table. Um, and it wasn't until I got into the reps of like speaking to partners and negotiating contracts and making decisions, or at least being asked my opinion, yeah. to where I could like say, I actually have really good taste, or I'm actually really good at this. Mm-hmm. And I didn't start finding my path until like halfway. So I was at my last job for four and a half years, and probably the first two years were the hardest of just figuring out what I was good at, what I liked to do, what I didn't like to do. And then once I found my stride and a lot of my team kind of left and we had to rehire and rebuild, I took the leadership spot Mm -hmm. and by default, but it almost like thrusted me into, you have to make decisions now or you were trusting you because you're the only one standing. (laughs) Um, So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise because I took it as a challenge and almost like stepped up to the plate and was like, 
I need to prove to myself Mm -hmm. that, A, they made a good choice by promoting me. Um, In the four and a half years, I think I got promoted. I started as a marketing coordinator. I went to a field marketer, and then I went to a marketing manager. So three, you know, like three titles in four and a half years. And when I started taking the lead on projects, like, people were looking to me to make those calls. And that was just confident it was a confidence booster in general but I think when I started to ask for more money that's when I started to get like I realized my value I'm like listen things wouldn't run as smoothly if it weren't for me and you kind of recognize that I think if you're good at what you do and you take pride in what you do you kind of recognize like okay I'm actually bringing some a game here a lot of value a lot of value and I think what helped me is that my manager at the time and my leader her leader essentially um, we just all poured into each other. Like they gave me so much confidence, but at the end of the day, when my direct manager left to go on maternity leave and, and eventually a full-time mom, she was like, you need to ask for more money. And she gave me that confidence to do so. And she was like, you're not getting paid enough. And this is what I was at. And just so you know, and have a frame of reference, like go ask what's the worst that they can say is no. Um, so I definitely took her advice and felt her, like, I don't know how to say, like, encouragement and push towards just kind of demanding that respect yeah. in a way, which I don't think comes very naturally to people. Like, I'm always like, are you sure? Because I didn't negotiate on the front end. So I'm coming from behind where I felt like I could have had right. more on the front end and therefore I could have been further along kind of kicking myself for that well, and especially as a woman too like not to sound so you know separatist but like I feel like it's a little more difficult for us to one feel confident in the workspace but two to like rec- not only recognize our value but speak up and say hey this is what I'm worth like pay me accordingly or else you know well a lot of times you don't know what yeah, accordingly is because sure. no one freaking talks about it so I'm big on salary transparency in a sense where if you're in a field where you're not sure if you're being paid comparable to your counterparts. It behooves only the employer to not talk about it. Like there is benefit and strength in numbers and to like allow everybody to get on a level playing field um, or at least know where you stand. And then you can kind of decide how you want to move from there. So Given that knowledge and just knowing that we were kind of an underpaid department, I knew that, like, there probably wasn't a lot of growth where Mm -hmm. I was. Um, So, fast forward, I, like, I saw it as practice because I even asked and they said no. And then I, like, got another promotion and I asked and then they gave me maybe a little bit more. And I was kind of like, I feel, and towards the end of my time there, I felt like what I was bringing to the table would be valued higher elsewhere. Right. So then I started to kind of think to myself, like, what am I really good at? How can I implement that in other spaces? Mm-hmm. And marketing is easy because you can kind of do that for any industry. Right. And it's transferable. It's, it's transferable. You really don't. I was in healthcare. Now I'm in tech. It's very across the board mm-hmm. strategy. So. I think at the end of the day, like, learning how to stand up for myself in a career space then empowered me to do so in my personal life. Okay, so now let's get to the juicy nitty-gritty of, you know, how those skills of first speaking up for yourself um, in your professional life transferred into your personal
So you were in a relationship. I think you were in a relationship when we spoke last on mm-hmm. the podcast, right? I think so. We started dating like right before the pandemic. Okay. Um, and then kind of hunkered down together during mm-hmm. the pandemic. I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we broke up in November of 21 and kind of started in like January of maybe February of 2020. Okay. So almost two years. Yeah which is crazy to think about. But I think if I look back now, like seeing where you are and maybe like chatting about dating woes, (laughs) I'm like, I used to be in a position where I would be so nervous to like identify first and foremost and then say what I needed because I was always afraid of getting an answer that I didn't want. I think this relationship taught me how to speak up Mm. And I'd already gone to therapy at that point, and I was kind of trying to get used to and practice, like, recognizing my feelings and kind of identifying what I needed in that moment. And then I would practice saying it, and it just kind of fell on deaf ears. And I'm like, well, in I'm... In this relationship? In that relationship. So it kind of made me think, like, well, I'm getting better at expressing my needs and my feelings and my emotions, but right. it's not being received. Sure. So then I had to kind of, like, take a moment and identify or... I guess analyze whether or not it was like benefiting me. Can I backtrack for a second? Yeah. Just because out of pure curiosity. Um, so in previous situations, obviously you said you, know, you kind of played this cool girl mentality. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to speak up. I'm just going to you know hang back and pretend that everything's everything, fine. Everything's fine. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care about anything. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine. Oh, yeah, we can hang out at two a.m. I'm totally cool <laughs> with that every night. Um, but so about this, you know, relationship that you had. Did you find it, I know you said therapy, but like, was the relationship, did that also feel different to the point where you were like, there's something about this person that makes it feel like a safe space to speak up? Or were you just like, okay, I've obviously tried all this in the past. It didn't get me anywhere. Let's try a different approach here to see if it can elicit some different results. Yeah. I felt like at first it could be a safe space, but when I felt like I wasn't being heard, then I realized like, Okay, let me backtrack. I think I tried a different approach because I had tried all of the other things mm-hmm. and I really wanted this to work. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, I'm going to be more open. I'm going to try to be more vulnerable. I'm going to say what I need. And I'm just going to put it out there because not saying what I need wasn't getting any getting me anywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> I started with this and I kind of got good at it. And I was I, I, I saw it as practice in hindsight because I'm like, now is the time. I feel like you learn so much about yourself when you're in a relationship, but unfortunately it just like wasn't met with like empathy and understanding. It was kind of very much like a personal attack and I have nothing but great things to say about my previous relationship. Um, him as a human, but I just don't think we were compatible in like the way that we were sharing our emotions because I think I would be like, Hey, here's some feedback Mm -hmm. that made me feel a type of way like I would love to not feel that way again in the future <laughs> like just so you know right and it was met with I don't feel that way so why do you yeah. or he, he just had never flexed those muscles of like sharing any feedback For or sure. any feelings and so he just assumed that any feeling I had was like an attack yeah. and I'm like not at all how it is but I think it just made me realize like not saying anything is just as bad as saying something. Well, so here's what I was <laughs> going to ask is because, I mean, we'll get into, like, kind of how that's trickled, you know, after your relationship and how your levels of transparency have 
benefited you. But I'm just curious when you said these things, and although they weren't met with like the results that you wanted, right? Yeah. They weren't received well. But did you still have this feeling of like, well, I'm glad I said it because I said it for me. You know what I mean? I feel like it was almost like a pat on your own back of like, why have I not been doing this my whole yeah. life? You know? It was like a sense of relief. I felt like yeah. I had personal growth in those moments, even though I didn't get the result that I wanted, like you said. It was like, I'm proud of myself for standing up and yeah. saying something and like just communicating my thoughts and my feelings. And I think, two, also made me realize like that's what I now value so much more moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like, I want someone to know and want to know how I'm feeling yeah. and how my energy is shifting due to the thing that happened at work and just be receptive and be able to like act accordingly post feelings or like, hey, you. This bothered me, and I would really love for that to not be a consistent thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. No problem. Like, yeah. I didn't know. Thanks for telling me. I think I just value that so much more now. <laughs> because yeah. before, I didn't know what it looked like sure. all around. So, I think it just kind of opened my eyes to what could be mm. with the right person. I think you've had different ends of the spectrum where you haven't spoken up and, like, I can attest to that. (laughs) Not saying shit, playing the cool girl, and then kind of like internally suffering, um, but then also like speaking up and it not being received well. But when you still walk out of that situation feeling good about yourself, you know, Mm -hmm. you're doing the right thing, you're like, okay, right thing, wrong person. You know, like I'm not going to revert back to my old ways because it didn't work. Right. You know, that makes you feel better, right? So now it's just kind of pivoting and finding that person that can um receive it well when I walked away it was like a really bittersweet feeling because it wasn't because I didn't love the person it was because I truly just felt like I couldn't base our relationship off like the potential or the hope that Mm. he may one day get there or may one day receive my feedback as just that um and, and just taking it for what it really was. Yeah. And I just, we just talked about it. Like, I was proud of myself, and I felt like I left knowing I did all that I could. For sure. Because if I would have left feeling like I left something on the table, or just didn't, I wasn't my best self in those times, mm-hmm. um, and that I could have done more, I think I would have been more devastated. For but sure. it's almost like equally as devastating, no, though, that knowing you gave it all and it still didn't work. Like, there's almost the heart, most heartbreaking breakups where you're like, I don't want this to end, but, like, I know I have to for me. And at least, I mean, in the moment, I think it, that is the most devastating part is because you gave it everything, right? And it didn't turn out how you wanted it to, but I think down the road that's where you can find peace in knowing that, like, you left no stone unturned. Right. And I think, too, like, as you're going through your dating scenarios, like... And, <laughs> That's a funny way to put Yeah, like, scenarios. your situationships or whatever you want to call yeah. them. Like, I had so many when I was 24, and I was, like, just thought I had it all figured out. But, like, as you get older, like, you just have more of them. And then you learn more about yourself mm. and your taste. Because I think that's what we're all developing in our 20s it's yeah. just your taste your likes your dislikes your you wants and your needs like yeah if you're an intentional dater right. or you're like looking for something like you could date and learn something about yourself or what you want and need and it end and be like 
it's not a loss. Yeah. Just because it ended doesn't mean it's a loss. Right. You're not going to... It's either you, you date someone and you either break up or you get married. So yeah. and, and most of the time you break yeah. up. So No kidding. Unless you just date forever, which is possible. But at the end of the day, like... I, I don't know. I kind of go into it, like, after that relationship. Like, whoever I end up with next, it's... Every time I feel like I want to take something away. Yeah, for sure. And learn more about what I could have done better and what I want to do moving forward. Yeah. My therapist also thinks I overanalyze my own self, so... (laughs) She's like, you don't need to think so much about this. And I'm like... You're like, how does one stop thinking? Yeah, like, how... And I'm always analyzing, like, how can I be better and how can I be more communicative? And I just think being emotionally available, like, we always joke about, like, wanting to be with an emotionally available man... Mm -hmm. Because when you're not with one, it just feels like you're just out here being emotional by yourself, and then you feel like you're going crazy, um, but having someone meet you where you are and, like, just receive it in, like, a really kind and respectful and empathetic way is, like, now that's exactly what I'm looking for, and I know now what I'm looking for because right. before it was my fault that I didn't communicate. Yeah. The this, this most recent time was... it was wrong person right it wasn't received and now it's like okay i'm very intentional about what's next so i wasn't planning on asking this question but you brought up emotional availability okay yeah so i'm curious when you were having these like talking spells and these situationships in your early 20s where you were less inclined to speak up about something would you have considered yourself emotionally unavailable how do I put this? You were probably an emotionally available person, but because you were dealing with emotionally unavailable men, you kind of just match that energy, right? Yeah, a lot of energy matching and a lot of keeping people at bay because they didn't want to get hurt. Mm. So there was a lot of just like, I'm going to keep you at arm's length. I'm going to communicate with you. I'll see you when I see you. We'll pop out. We'll see each other at you know football Sunday and like just pretend like we don't know each other. And then, like, text me later while we're drunk, and that's that. But <laughs> I'm not I'm not proud to say that that's how I spent some of my 20s. But I think you don't recognize how emotionally unavailable you are yeah. until you get through a couple of those when you start feeling like, this isn't fulfilling anymore. Yeah. And I think I might have mentioned on the last podcast, but I remember the one day, like, it was one guy and one experience where I realized, like, this is not fun anymore. Yes. And I will never forget it because it just shifted my perspective. I'm like, I'm done feeling, like, unfulfilled. I'm done feeling like I'm not getting anything out of these interactions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started to, like, advocate for myself even then. And moving forward, I was like, I'm not going to go on dates or sleep with anybody that isn't actively trying to date me. Yeah, for sure. Um, unless, you know, on rare occasions we'd be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like having fun and living in the moment. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of that, too, boils down to, like, taking the taking the driver's seat in whatever situation, whether it's your career or right. your relationship. Just, like, steering it whichever way. Because you can be comfortable with casual. You can be comfortable with, like... I want people who are intentional about dating me, right? Either right. way you spin it, as long as you're in the driver's is, seat. Yeah, as long as you are in the driver's seat and recognizing, okay, this is actually what I'm looking for or comfortable with. But I think that the level, like, how hard was it for you to, because I, 
there's, you know, like word vomit where like some things like they just spew out. I'm the opposite when it comes to feelings where I'm just like, I literally physically choke on my words. Like I can't, they can't come out. Like it's a physical in, like, I just can't say it. And so in that relationship, how did you feel about, I mean, the first time it happened, was it like pulling teeth for you to tell yourself like, okay, I need to let him know how I feel or was it like, did it feel natural? Oh my God, I feel like I had I was having a heart attack. Yeah. It was so hard. And I wrote everything down. Mm. And that, I took notes. I can relate. When I was feeling sad, mad, frustrated, lonely, I would take notes and I would kind of uh, document anytime I felt like crap because I have a horrible memory. <laughs> and I would just kind of let things slide when I would feel uncomfortable because like when he would get there I'd feel comfortable and safe and just like yay you're here but like then I would never remember to communicate that like hey you not communicating with me from sun up to sun down really bothered me and I would appreciate like a check in and it's just more of like a I need more love from you it's (laughs) like I want more and I'm trying not to be difficult about it but like I would just kind of stay silent because it's just like is it worth bringing up I don't really want to say anything I don't want to rock the boat And a lot of women do that. It's like, I don't want to rock the boat. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, if we're not rocking the boat, we're not really getting what we need. For sure. And I think that that's where I started to shift my mindset of, you got to say it for you. Like, and honestly, once I got it out, like it was so hard. I remember the first time I like said something and I just felt so uncomfortable and nervous. And it was met with like, not great a great response so that can you imagine makes it even harder to say something so to like push through that feeling of like oh my god I just never want to say anything ever Mm -hmm. again because I don't want to fight and I don't want to break up and I don't want any problems to arise it's like at the end of the day who's that helping yeah for sure like you're not happy they're not happy and every man likes to say like or call feedback nagging and I think at the end of the day like now I look for willingness to take feedback mm-hmm. and not saying that like I have all of this feedback for every single person <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but I genuinely want to share like how things make me feel and I want you to receive them and if, if say for instance in this previous relationship he was like it makes me he finally said something about like when you let me into your apartment like, the fact that I have to walk all the way around to the gate. <laughs> it, it's just like, you're not doing anything. You can come get me yeah. from the, the main gate that's closer to my car. I'm like, okay, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I've been waiting for you to say one thing that right. you felt. Because that's a piece of feedback that, like, it doesn't matter to me either way. And right. if, if it bothers you and you want me to come to the gate... I would gladly come to the gate because I want you to be happy and I want you to come over in a good mood. And it's like, at the end of the day, that's what we do for the people that we care about. And it's like, it's like the willingness. I'm like, of course I'll come out and get you like no freaking problem. I'm like, that's how did it feel to share that and have it be received well. And I I tried to say like, (laughs) this is how we need it to be. (laughs) Trying to literally put it on a pedestal. Like, but also when you're not when you're not used to being in a relationship and you're not used to having to consider someone else's feelings, it is quite hard to adjust yeah. to people because you just have to realize like I had to say a lot of times like 
we did not grow up the same way. Mm-hmm. We're not the same type of person. Right. It's two different backgrounds coming together to try and intermingle. And sure. you're each coming with your own experiences. And at the end of the day, like, you just hope that the love is there. Mm-hmm. And your feedback or your thoughts or your feelings or your needs are met with safety and empathy. And, like, yeah, just this understanding that I don't think a lot of men have had to encounter. I don't know how else to say that. Well, I also think it's it's a con like it's a choice, right? I didn't wake up four years ago being like, I need to speak up. You know, like even if I did it wasn't it was more of just like a passive thought. Like I'm never gonna do that. You know, now where it's like, okay, you need to ask what you want out of life in general, right? Like whether that be career or relationship. But I was thinking back to how, you know, you said it wasn't received very well. Um, not to say he was, like, gaslighting you, but it's, like, kind of, like, not validating how you feel, right? Which can feel really shitty and kind of make you cower away from ever doing it again. But I'm just glad it didn't have that effect on you. And, like, that's, I think, a true testament to how valuable it is to speak up. Because even if someone doesn't make you feel good about it like you know that it's your truth and that you can't stop putting that out there because one day it will be received by the right person yeah I think it was really tough to like keep doing it yeah <laughs> but I think <laughs> after so many times we were like oh my god like now I'm getting used to it yeah even though it's not being received I'm like I can't keep holding this in and so once you start letting it out right. like it just becomes like there's no other way. And I, uh, I can't wait to get to that point. Yeah, life. I can't wait for you to get to that point either because I swear to God, your mental health, I think probably it hinges on your ability to create the life that you want. Yeah. And if you're constantly feeling like you're in a state of like not being able to say how you feel, like now I just don't care. I'm like, this is how I feel. You can either fuck with it or fuck like fuck off but like (laughs) I think at the end of the day if they have a lot of respect for you like they will appreciate you saying how you feel it's like having taste and having standards I think people respect that and I think it makes people kind of see you in a way that's like all right she doesn't take any shit like we got to pull it together and you're holding them accountable indirectly and you're doing it for you mm-hmm. because you'd rather do that than suffer in silence. Like, and the people who matter don't mind, and the people who mind don't matter. So yeah. I know that that's cheesy as hell, but like, at the end of the day, that's how I see it. No, it adds up, and I think even though you were speaking to him and you were in a relationship, so you were expressing to him what you needed from him and like how you felt, right? Because it was a partnership. At the end of the day, you were doing it for yourself because you were on your own journey regardless. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, unfortunately, everyone, if they're not doing the same growth and the same, you know, day-to-day personal development, they don't know what that looks and feels like, so it can feel like a personal attack. But you're like, I'm trying to be better for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to ask for the things that I need, not only out of this relationship, relationship, but, like, if you're at a restaurant and, like, you get the complete wrong dish, like speaking up about that. You yeah. Know what I mean, just like, and not in a rude way. I think a lot of it has to do with approach, right? Yeah. Like, not attacking and not, you know, blaming, but just, hey, this made, I think a lot of it too, and tell me if you had a certain approach with this, but like, 
not you, 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 you make me feel this way. It's more of no. like a, I feel this way when, yes. or, you know what I mean? It's like directing it back towards examples. you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Here's some examples, X, Y, and Z. And it's not a constant, just like tearing someone down, even though right. they can misconstrue your words regardless, but like just honing in on the fact of like, this is a me thing. It's not against you, but I want this to work. I want this to be healthy and flourish. So like, Here's how we can work on it. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what I need. You I also even, want it too. You also wanted it. Totally. And don't get me wrong. I'm not out here just slinging feedback around like constantly. You but, give feedback. You give feedback. But like that's why I would write it all down because yeah. when it started to feel like a pattern or a problem, I'd be like, ugh, it's time to say something. Yeah. Like I'm feeling this consistently. Like yeah. it's not just a one-off. But I've even implemented the speaking up with my friends. Like mm-hmm. if I'm feeling left out or if I'm feeling like, I don't know, something happened that didn't make me feel good like whatever the case might be I'm exercising the right to say something and just hope hope that it's something we can work on absolutely um because I think real friends will work on it I think I've gotten feedback before where like you did x y and z and I didn't like it okay damn my bad I don't want to make you feel bad for sure I'll let you know next time and then therefore they're more happy I'm aware Mm -hmm. because Literally, I don't know if I said this in the last one, but once you become aware, you become responsible. Yeah. And I think Ooh. that becomes, it, it can resonate in any situation because I think the minute someone tells you how, what your actions are doing, that how, how it makes them feel, yeah. it's like, oh shit, like I can't keep doing that yeah. in good conscience knowing that it makes them feel like right. shit. If you, give, if you give a shit. If you care. Yeah. And I think, true, that's a great way to weed people out. Because yeah. if they keep doing the thing that makes you feel sad and mad and upset, like, all right, then they're not for you. Yeah. Like, So I genuinely go off of that where, you know, I'm making you aware. What you do with that information is, is up to you. Now on you. And I like that. And it's not where you almost take the onus off of you and onto them, like, but not in a um, burden, you know, sort of way, but it's just like, you can't fix something. I think, because I've seen a lot of relationships turn out this way where there's they're harboring a lot of resentment because they automatically just assume that this person knows that, you know, you make me feel this way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how could you? And then it's resentment and then it's, you know, everything's built up. So it's like, when you were able to take that off the table and you let them know, hey, I feel this way. Now what you do with that information is a reflection of you and not of me because right. I've expressed my truth and I've done it in a respectful way, in a mm-hmm. considerate way, and now it's up to you. And if you don't, you know, take heed to that, then, like, that says a lot about you and, like, how much you give a shit about Well, that's me. the answer that you have. That's yeah. the answer that you need yeah, uh, most sure. times. like It's clarity. It's clarity. And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, because I've given you multiple opportunities to receive this information and it's not changed your actions in any way shape or form Mm -hmm. like that's all I need to know Um, I think actions do speak volumes and I think you got to be okay with once you speak your truth like detaching yourself from like a specific outcome yeah because like if you go in thinking I'm gonna say this and it's gonna turn out x y and Mm -hmm. z like you just kind of have to like go in with no expectations mm-hmm. and like read the room and be okay with that, what happens after yeah. that because I think that's the hardest part. <laughs> I thought about that recently. I think that was in my journal a few weeks ago where I was just like 
saying something for yourself and not because you have a certain expectation on the line. Not because you're saying it because you want them to react a certain way or, yeah, you know, validate how you're feeling. It's just like, yeah. I'm saying this purely because I need to get this off of my chest or out of my head. Um, and how they respond is a reflection of them. And it's like, like you said, weeds them out sooner. <laughs> it really does. Yes. And that's... <laughs> That was like, an aggressive finger point. <laughs> that was so that aggressive. Was a pinky point, because I'm like, girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think too, like you got to be able to. Um, it it becomes like a, a relationship with yourself type thing, mm. because I think a lot of times, like when I wasn't speaking up, it was because I didn't like take time to like actually identify what it is that I needed to say. Yeah. Because you just kind of like the hustle and bustle of life and work and life and jobs you and excuses for people too. Totally, and you're just kind of like whatever. I, you know, they didn't mean it. And next thing you know, it's happened five times, and you're just like, this isn't making me feel good. Yeah. But you haven't even had a, t- you know, a second to like download how it's making you feel or sit in those feelings to like cause you to take action. For sure. So I think it's just that like getting familiar with yourself. Like as I get older. I'm realizing how valuable the time is with yourself Mm. and coming to terms. Like I don't sit in silence very often, but like, and I don't, I'm not alone very often, but like when I am, it's like, that's the time to kind of like, okay, like how do I want to move forward? What's important to me? What are my goals? Um, How do I feel? Yeah. How do I feel? And the minute you start like just making it about you and less about everybody else, I think the better off you'll be. And you're just in control at that point because nothing's worse than feeling like life is happening to you. Yeah. Like like shit is happening and you, it's your job to react accordingly. For sure. I like, yeah, definitely is a reaction. I'm a huge proponent of that as someone who is not yet taken the actual steps (laughs) to become a vulnerable and outspoken individual in certain scenarios. But at least recognizing that, like, it needs to happen. Um, so I'm getting there. What do but, you think? Wait, well, what do you think holds you back from just saying what you want to say? Is it? I think. Oh, I don't want to get specific. <laughs> you don't have to. Um, is your podcast, girl? No, I know, I know. <laughs> I just think. I mean, in any sense of like, just fear of like, whether it's you know, relationship, career, just like putting yourself out there in any instance is just like rejection, right? Like not being good enough for the job for I don't know the position for the guy like whatever it is and just like and it's crazy because I told you this earlier it's not it sound this sounds backwards it's not a reflection of my self-worth because to me that's like pretty set in stone like I know who I am what I bring to the table etc but I it almost might be an ego thing at this point I might be willing to admit it's like is my ego too fragile to take the hit you know that's all it is like truly I listen to and I know this is like so extra but I listen to Nick Viles podcast he's uh an old bachelor okay so interesting because he talks about he'll like answer people's emails and like their struggles and just certain situations that they're in and Mm -hmm. he'll talk about like you're not getting what you want you're not saying what you want because your ego can't handle it it's all about ego And he talks about how it's just so detrimental to let that get in the way of, like, living the life that you want to live or getting the outcome that you want. Because at the end of the day, if you want a relationship, 
you got to say it. Like, put yourself out of your own misery. If you want things to change, you got to say it. Because otherwise, no one is going to do it for you. And they can't read your mind, and they're not going to take that step. Like, if you want to relate it back to a career, like, no job is going to just be like, you know what? You deserve a raise. <laughs> yeah, like, no you know what? You have been working hard, and you deserve one. Like, yeah. no, you got to freaking ask for it. And yeah. if you, like, closed mouths don't get fed. Ooh, and at the end of the day, again. like, if you don't ask, You'll never know yes or no. What if it works out? What if they respond exactly how you want them to? You won't know because you're holding back based off of, like, fear of rejection or fear of, like, you know, how could they do this to me? And it's, like, at the end of the day, if they choose to, like, go in the opposite direction of what you wanted, fuck them. Like, I don't know. They're not the person for you. And I I understand preserving some level of, like, comfortability, but... I think at the end of the day, like, as you get older, your circle gets smaller because yeah. you're able to speak up. For sure. And, yeah, I, I level of comfortability until it's not serving you, you know, like, until you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Like, you literally can go until you're so uncomfortable that it's just not fun anymore. And yeah. at that point, that's when you know you need to be, like, I've stayed in relationships. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I've stayed far too long when I knew... You know, I wasn't getting what I needed, but, you know, in fear of being alone yeah. or in fear of uh, the other side of things. Like, yeah. but at the end of the day, like, you won't make a move until you're uncomfortable enough. Yeah. You, know, you see that a lot, like, in relationships where you're like, just break up with his ass or whatever. Yeah. Like, just say what you need to say. And they're just like, you can't force anybody to get there faster. They just have to get so uncomfortable that it's, like, unbearable. Unbearable. Unfortunately, I do think that, um, because I'm kind of thinking about your, I just lost my train of thought. What what else is new? Oh, um, in relationships, and in that relationship in particular, where you kind of, like, ripped the bandaid off, and it was really difficult for you to say what you wanted to say, but that was... Do you think like that was the trickle effect for you to like start having those conversations? Like like you said, once you kind of open the can of worms, you couldn't put them back in. Um like did it become less difficult to speak up? I definitely became more silent as I realized that it wasn't being received well. Mm, okay. And I would kind of be afraid to like share how I was feeling and I would kind of hope that um he would kind of recognize like a shift in energy Mm -hmm. or like if you're spending every day with someone and you could tell when something's off and you're not saying anything, but the other person can feel like something's wrong. Like at that point you want to address it and you're like, Hey, are you okay? What's going on? And I will never forget. Like I was going through some shit two Thanksgivings ago, I guess now. And I kept, we went to Thanksgiving with his family and I kept asking him, are you okay? Because I would kind of just want to check in and be like, I had just gone through something that morning with my family and I was like, just trying to push through because we were with his friends all day Mm -hmm. and we were with his family at night and I just kept kind of looking at him like, are you okay? Are you okay? And not consistently, but just like throughout the night. And he'd be like, why do you keep asking me if I'm okay? I'm fine. And I, like, realized after the fact, like, I just need you to ask me if I'm okay. Like, I need you to, like, be mindful of, like, how my energy is right now. Like, you know what I just went through. We've been out all day. 
We've been drinking. We've been hanging out with your family. You've not checked in on me one time. It's just like that awareness of like uh, that someone is hurting around you yeah. and that you don't even care to ask. Yeah. Um, and I felt mad at myself. I was just like, why did I keep that silent? Like, why did I go about it that way? Because it ended up causing this huge fight right. because it was like, almost like you're so annoying. Yeah. And I'm like, I just didn't know what to do in that moment. And I couldn't say what I wanted to say. So it sat here on my heart and it was hurting so bad that I was just like, I need you to be aware and responsive to like, this is not me normally. Like, Mm -hmm. I need you to be aware. And I just remember that was one of the biggest fights we got in because I was just like, you don't even notice when I'm like feeling some type of way. And it's almost because he doesn't want to address my thoughts and feelings. Because it's uncomfortable. Because it's uncomfortable for him. He'll be like... I, you know, like, just ignore, ignore, yeah. ignore, ignore. And I'm like, I don't operate like that. And the longer you let it fester and ignore, like, the problem, the more it just, like, eats you up inside. Yeah. So I think that that's when I started to be like, I got to do it for me. Yeah. And then from then on out, I I feel like I would be selective. I would have to be like, is he in a good mood? Um, does he feel, you know, like, can I, like, yeah. is he in the right like, headspace? Like, and, and then I would... And it would have kind of, like, let things build up, and I would write a lot of stuff down, and then I would kind of, like, keep track of when I felt a certain type of way, and I just knew, like, if I'm keeping track of this shit, like, it's not how I want to be in a relationship. So, I think moving forward, I'm very mindful of, like, just wanting to be authentically me, and, like, when I have something to say, I say it, Mm -hmm. and when I have a feeling, I feel it. And if you don't, if it's too much for you or if you're not into it, like you you hear this saying on TikTok, like if I'm too much, go find less. Because I know that I'm a lot. I know that I have a lot of thoughts, feelings in general. But like at the end of the day, if you don't want to be a partner or if you think it's too much, like which it was for that person, Mm -hmm. okay. And you just got to know, like, you still have to operate at your frequency that feels right to you. For sure. And I think that was, like, a really hard pill to swallow. But I think that's where I gained a lot of confidence moving forward in the dating world. Yeah. Because it was fucking hard. Like, to rise above and just not accept what someone amazing was giving you. Even though it it felt like not enough. I was just kind of like, but this person's awesome yeah, and amazing. They're a good person, they're a good person yeah. and I love them and I care about them. And we've spent these two years together and everything's fine. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to live an average life. I don't want to be in an average down. relationship. Like, yeah. I want to feel completely supported. Yeah, because that's what you give. And also it boils down to just like being a watered down version of yourself because you feel like they can't handle the full capacity of like, what you have to say and what you have to feel. And that feels shitty too. You don't even want that in friendships. No. Know? I never want to feel like a burden calling a friend and being like, hey, can I vent or can I, you know, this is going on in my life. Right. Like, can I talk to you or, you know. So to have that in someone that is supposed to be your confidant and your supportive partner, you're like, ah, oh, what am I choosing this for when I don't feel supported and fulfilled? I think to to relate that back to um, like life and career as well. Like I recently, I mentioned that I went through a big transition. Like I ended up going through a breakup in November. I exited my job in end of January, got a new job at the end of February. So I've been in this new job since March. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I guess end of February, March. And yeah, so it's like, that, like two big changes happen. Two huge changes right back to back. I did get a kitty. He's laying down right now. <laughs> he's being sweet he's and quiet. Sweet baby. Um, he's my sweet, sweet love. Um, typical single. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna get a cat. <laughs> um, and it's honestly been like amazing for my mental health because it's given me something to like think about and take mm-hmm. care of. But fast forward, I'm in this job where it's like a totally new role. They've never, you know, like this is a new program that I'm rolling out myself. And it's hard. Like, it is harder than I expected. It is different than what I knew and got so good at. Yeah. Like, it was a huge transition. And I still felt, like, almost like losing what I had prior. It felt like I was grieving another breakup. Like, yeah. a huge breakup. Two back-to-back. So, anyway, fast forward. I'm in this role for six months now. Um, and most recently, I've been feeling, like, kind of undervalued slash like not um not undervalued I definitely feel like I know I'm good at what I do but there is this level of like not imposter syndrome but Mm, kind of feeling like I can't speak up because I've not been in this tech space before and so kind of sitting on my feelings and thinking like I wanted to say something but I didn't and why am I holding back? And mm-hmm. I know what I know. I know I know what I'm talking about. And I just kind of had to have like a heart to heart with my manager. My and, and I was like, I'm feeling super anxious because of like my maybe my past trauma with my last job where like things went sideways right. and I didn't recognize it or didn't know it and I was completely blindsided. And like I should have seen the red flags. Um, so maybe I'm carrying that into this. But like when you, you know speak to me in this way or when you're short with me over slack or when you make me feel like what I'm doing is not enough mm-hmm. I get super anxious like therefore I'm not good enough you're gonna fire me tomorrow like I'm hyper aware of like the way you're treating me yeah. and I'm trying not to like um I'm trying not to equate how you treat me to my value and my worth for sure but it's getting to me. It's well, you starting take a lot to of like. Pride in your job too. Yeah, and so when I feel like it's not being like I'm not being recognized for like what I'm what I am doing, mm-hmm. nor am I. I mean, I'm not getting much feedback or like direction on like, hey, this is not right. Go this way. Yeah. It's just kind of like, cool, and I'm like, <laughs> all right. Well, am I going on the right track? Like, are we on the same page right. here? Like, I'm trying to guide the ship, but. It feels like I'm alone. Yeah. I feel like I'm looking at the side of a mountain. I'm looking up at the top, the side of the mountain, and I can't see the top. I don't know where I'm going. I need some guidance and direction. And I just shared with her, like, I need to be able to, like, I need consistency. Mm. I need to know that you're not going to fire me tomorrow. Mm. I need you to communicate with me openly because otherwise I make up these stories in my head yeah. that, like, you hate me and that you <laughs> are going to fire me tomorrow. And... I've never been in that situation because I've like been leading a team prior to this. So mm-hmm. it's like I was always in the power position and now I'm just like this newbie trying to figure out my way and I'm constantly feeling like not comfortable or confident. So I had to share with her. I'm like, this is a very unusual experience for me. Like I'm feeling X, Y, Z, anxious, nervous because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. She was super receptive Thank you so much for sharing that feedback. Had I not said anything, I would have been spiraling. Yeah, dude. And I went to therapy right, like, right as this was happening, I started therapy back up again. 
And all I could talk about was the fact that, like, I felt so uncomfortable, like, my job was in the balance. And living in that space or just feeling that uncertainty that, like, things are not, like, working out or... Just limbo. Limbo. Like, not knowing. Yes. Oh, my God. The unknown. The not knowing is terrifying. And and honestly, like, I would have driven myself insane had I not said anything. She was like, I'm so glad you did because I never want you to feel that way. And she... Rest assured, was like, everything is fine. We're moving forward. This yeah. is progress. It's only been six months. Like, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I just got so overwhelmed with, like, this what if. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to, like, get myself out of that had I just spoken up. Yeah. And asked for what I needed. I'm like, as a manager, I need you to do X, Y, and Z right. to communicate with me in a way that, like, I'm not feeling stressed or anxious. For sure. Because it would be, like, hot and cold. It, like, some days she'd be, like, a big teammate and be, like, super encouraging. And then other days she'd be, like, okay, sounds good. Um, did you ever think about this? Or I don't really like that. Can we go in a different direction? Yeah. Or, like, just really curt. Yeah. And I'm realizing, like, that's just how she is. For sure. But I needed to get that out. Because otherwise, like, she would not know that it bothered me. Yeah. And just she would have kept going. Chest. Yeah, like, she would have kept going like yes. that. And I would have been miserable. And I'm, like, so that just goes to show, like, when you do say something, it's growth. Yeah. And it, like, allows room for just improvement. Mm-hmm. And like you said earlier, it's a relief. If nothing else, it's just a relief. Because now that information is off your chest and it is in their hands, and now they can do what they want with it. And I think, too, for you, like, as you go through the dating world, like, once you stop operating in a mindset of scarcity, like, I just won't find anyone like him, or I won't find anyone who does things the way he does, you stop worrying about what you say and how it will be received. I think if you keep in mind, like, there's so many other guys out there who would love to date you, saying, hey, I'm into this, how are you feeling? Or, hey, I'm not really sleeping with anybody else, are you... Or, hey, I'd really love to, like, get to know you a little bit better or see you more often. If they don't respond well to that, like, they're not your guy. Like, at the, at the end of the day, like, you've got to be confident and knowing, like, what you want, what you deserve. Yeah. And the sooner you say that, the more empowered you'll be. And then you'll get to go into the next situation. Like, you go and date int- intentionally elsewhere. And, I don't know, I've just found that, like, when I stop operating like as if I'm never going to find anybody else you just stay in uncomfortable situations yeah. far longer than yeah, you need to you need to yeah and like just not speaking up you're like why am I in this for this like long? for what feeling the same way running around the same circles and narratives in my head that aren't even true they're just made up at this point like just say it like heavy on the just say that yeah like <laughs> Honestly, that should be the title of the episode. Just say it. Like, yeah. Because at the end of the day, no one's going to look out for you like you look out I for know. you. And I just hope that, like, as you get older, and I'm hoping, like, mentorship is huge in this space. Yeah. Like, I'm glad you're, like, actually identifying that you might need help in this area because I think that shows self-awareness that, I mean, even though you're not maybe activating what you know, like (laughs) this practice. I'm like a few steps before activation. Yeah. (laughs) You're at least aware that you might struggle with this. And it's like knowing that like it's open doors for me that like, I can't even explain. Like I had a call today with a wellness coach and I like, 
I started getting emotional because I'm like, I'm building the life that I wanted back in 2015. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm here. I live alone. I make good money. I am starting a thing on the side. Like, I have... I'm traveling. I have great friends. I've built an amazing network. I'm, like, overall really happy. It's like, I don't think I would be nearly as successful if I hadn't adopted this mindset. And so I think the sooner you shift, the sooner you'll feel more empowered and confident and just like can't people tell you shit like I don't know there's just something so powerful about that it's like I'm gonna be me no matter what I'm gonna say what I gotta say and you can either get with it or get lost yeah get with it or get lost I do think it takes a I think it's like a switch I've had a lot of I mean I think for the longest time I was always saying like I'm awful at communication I'm awful at it I'm awful at it like I'm over that notion of like just accepting it, you know what I mean? Because I've, I'm trying to break generational curses here. Yeah. Like, my family being off of communication, none of their relationships have worked out, you know what I mean? Or, like, their careers, like, whatever it is, and I'm just trying to break that mold of, like, just submitting to not being good at something instead of getting, getting like, better. Yeah, getting better at it, like, working on it. Like, it's not, doesn't come naturally for everyone. Elise, your sister, comes very naturally for I don't know how she's so good at it. So naturally. She just, like, tells me what to say, and I'm just like, you said that the second day you met someone? <laughs> like, what do you mean? Like, but the thing is, she just doesn't give a fuck. I know. And I don't know where she gets that confidence from, but, like, the sooner you stop giving a fuck. I know. But you, you want to have feelings, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like... Fine line. Fine line between not giving a fuck at all and, like, giving all the fucks. Right. But, like... Giving too many fucks is more detrimental than not giving enough. Yeah, for I, sure. I truly think that. It's like... It holds you back. It holds you back. Because yeah. then you're so aware of, like, how you're going to look, how you're going to feel. Yeah. And then you... I mean, I struggle with that, too, sometimes, but... She did tell me, because I was talking to her the other day, and she was like, you know... She's like, I... Same thing as us. Like, she knows that, you know, she's a big presence. She's, quote-unquote, a lot sometimes, or, you know, whatever it is. Her words, not mine, mm-hmm. but... She was like, in knowing that, I would rather weed people out very quickly. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'd rather put everything on the table, all of my cards. This is how I feel. This is what I want. This is, you know, what I expect, etc. And it's like, if you don't like it, that's cool. But, like, it's that, okay. that's, yeah, and it's also okay. Like, it doesn't, excuse me, devalue how I feel about myself, my worth, what, you know, I bring to the table. It's just like, you're, you, it's, you just can't take it personal. No. You can't take it personal. I think that's when you start becoming successful in dating. It's like the minute you show up as your authentic self and they're like, nah, not for me. Yeah. That's okay. Like, I listen to a lot of dating podcasts and they joke, like, people are out here masturbating to feet. You are someone's (laughs) foot. Like, everyone's got a type. You are someone's type. Someone is going to be so lucky to have you. Right. And it's like the guy who isn't or doesn't recognize it, you're just like an Amazon package at the wrong house. Yeah. Like, they don't know what to do with you. That they, yeah. they didn't order you. They don't know how to handle it. For sure. It's like, you... And it's no love lost. Yeah. It's just kind of like, miscommunication, wrong person. Like, but you still maintain your sense of self. Yeah. And it's just with the wrong person. I've definitely gotten past the part of my life where I'm like, you know, early 20s in college, I was like, oh, he doesn't like me. And it just feels so devastating to the core of, like, 
it's me. It's my personality. It's my looks. I'm not as good as this, blah, blah, blah. I'm past that. I'm like, yeah, eh, like, I don't waver. I know who I am. I know what I bring to the table. I know, like, my character and right. I know what I look like. So, I'm like, I'm chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. You're good, girl. Yeah, I'm good. But it's just, uh, like I said, I think it's ego of, like, just the letdown, I think, is what I haven't come to terms with. But, like, I'm getting there. I get fucks. I don't get fucks. It goes in waves. But it is... It's progress, I would say, more than anything. Good. Um, I think the more conversations you have like this, though, like, the more you can take from other people's experiences. And, like, I try to give my sister advice. She's your age. And, like, she is mature in so many ways. But I don't think... You know, I think she learns from my experiences. Like, I hope to say, hey, I did this and it freaking sucked. If you ever come across the situation, like... Don't go about it the way I did because yeah. I can tell you it did not work. Right. And I think at the least, at the very least, you could take these conversations and, like, use them as a guide or just a way to navigate yeah. certain situations because it doesn't come naturally. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. I, don't be too hard on yourself because you don't know or haven't been through it or are not handling it perfectly. Like, right. you have your whole 20s to figure that out. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I, that's why I love having these conversations. Um, because, I mean, whether or not it's something that, like, you have gotten good at, it's, like, there's always room for improvement on any sense, right? So it's just, like, having these conversations, like, making it a constant, like, forefront of who you are as a person, your integrity, right? Like, things that you value. So, obviously, on my end, I'm learning, but, like, things that I feel really good about, like wellness or you know whatever people think that's such like a picture perfect thing for me and I'm Mm -hmm. like no but like it's always a refinement process it's always keeping that at the forefront because it's important to you you kind of want to keep that progression going you know what I mean like things take constant work like you don't just go to the gym for a year and oh you're done because you look good or you don't just like go to therapy and you're like oh I know how to communicate now like I can stop working on it right like things take constant work and recognition um yeah so thank you for having this yeah no this was really great I think we're all works in progress and I'm not saying I'm perfect at all but I feel like I have learned a lot of like valuable lessons these past few years and um I do listen to a lot of dating podcasts Mm -hmm. as well just because I always want to be thinking about and this is maybe me overanalyzing myself, but, like, just how I can be better or how I can handle certain situations, like, I think it helps. Um, And so hopefully this helps someone, (laughs) maybe in certain situations, like, moral of the story is just freaking say it because what's the worst that can happen, you know? I was going to say, if you had one piece of advice or a closing statement of, like, anyone struggling with speaking up for themselves, advocating for themselves, speaking their mind, just saying the thing, like... And I think, too, a baby step could be to write it down. Mm-hmm. Because I think even if you're not a writer, I wrote it in my notes app. Like, anytime I was feeling in the moment, like, I'm uh, feeling lonely. Or, like, what I would want to say to someone if mm-hmm. they were right in front of me. Like, in, in my case, it was, like, I'm feeling really lonely. Or, like, uh, we just got in a fight. And it was about X, Y, and Z. And it made me feel really sad. And whatever. Yeah. I would, like, look back on that and be, like damn like that sucks and I think too it also reminds you that like not everything is perfect you have those rose colored glasses on most of the time they're like yeah everything's great like when things are good obviously they're good but you don't remember the hard times so I think baby steps would be to write it down 
and then like see if there is a pattern or see if there's something that comes up consistently that you can bring up and share yeah. and start with like a um, really comfortable, easy setting to bring it up in. Hopefully being really respectful and clear and if it's not clear, that's okay. But like just trying to be as clear as possible yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, really helps. And hopefully having someone who is willing to navigate it with you. <laughs> yeah, because if they're not, then I think that's just like a true deal breaker. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. If you're someone who's willing to work on your conversation skills, then uh, you should want someone who's willing to do the same. Or at least respect your willingness to do so. Totally. So. I love this. Hopefully um, it helps someone you. out there. Yeah, I it know. helps me. Good. Empowered and inspired, and y'all are about to regret me ever speaking up. <laughs> Stop it! You I'm need to just to, take it to the streets. I'm about to rock some boats and shake some tables. Hey, rock them both because shit. Uh, well, thank you again for being on. Of course, thank you. I'm sure you'll be back in two years, and hopefully, I'll have some value to add to this next um, relationship-based podcast. You got this. <laughs> got I this. believe in you. Ariel, thank you again for listening. If you made it this far, you're amazing. And we'll see you next time, maybe next week, maybe in six months. I don't know. <laughs> uh, peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.